Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't have a job to Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Slam podcast here on Patreon or wherever you get your podcasts otherwise. Uh, my name is Kenny McIntosh and I'm joined as always by Finley Martin. Finn, how are you today this, uh, you know, not totally gloomy Thursday? Mm, very bright and sunny here in Lancaster. I went and had my hair cut this morning, so I'm looking pretty sharp. I mean, not that that matters. No, it's, it's audio. But you know, <laughs> you, right. you know, dress for the job that you want. Make sure you know. Make sure you're ready for anything. So, well, exactly, exactly. I remember years ago, you're going to try and get some typesetting work back in my typesetting days, and I turned up at this place. It was like a big uh, engineering firm between Lancaster and Morecambe. And um, it was just to do some setting work for them. And I went in my dirty old leather jacket. I was like 22 or 23 at the time. And it was pointed out to me by somebody that I didn't make a very good impression by the way I was dressed. And the very next weekend, Kenny, I went out and bought myself a suit jacket and wore that to every meeting. And the impression I made was far better. So it does matter how you look. Absolutely, it does. There you go. Uh, well, we've got lots of news to talk about here today, as always, in the world of the wrestling. There's not really, well, there's a little bit of uh, Vince stuff that's more net tan than anything else. But let's kick off with the, the big sad news, which is that uh, Jay Briscoe, unfortunately, passed away this week at age 38 in a car crash um, that he was in with a, a female passenger and his two daughters. Um, 
the daughters, I know one of the daughters had to have surgery, the other daughter was stable. I, I think that they're they're on the mend, but obviously uh, Jay didn't make it. Um, really, really sad. You know, it's not. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, thirty-eight. I mean, I mean, it's um, it's yeah. I mean, you just read about it, and and it just shows you just how quickly it can be over, and it just brings home, you know, your own mortality, doesn't it? And, um, you know, when something like this happens, it just shows we're not invincible and that, you know, we could be gone tomorrow if the, you know, through a series of unfortunate events or one unfortunate event. So it's, yeah, really sad, really sad. I mean, he'd obviously been wrestling for over 20 years, started as a teenager, uh, been with Ring of Honor since the beginning, um, formed the tag team with his brother, Mark, um, which held tag team championships basically wherever they went, um, particularly in Ring of Honor, which they'd been, you know, been with the company since the beginning, as I said. And yeah, just like a really good team and really good act and, you know, very well liked by other members of the locker room, um, you know, and always had been from what I understand and from what people had told me. Obviously spoke to lots of people, at the time, who were working for Ring of Honor and for people, you know, who had worked for Ring of Honor. And it was just basically universal praise for those guys. Um, they they were very, very well liked backstage, um, held in very high regard um, and were real workhorses in the ring and just really the heartbeat of the of the tag team division there. So. Yeah, unbelievably sad when someone dies, you know, at such a young age. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, lots of tributes online from other wrestlers and people who worked with them. And they'd obviously worked with so many people who are now members of WWE or AEW or Impact or, you know, worked for other companies or who are retired. I mean, they knew, seemed to know pretty much everyone, didn't they? Jay and Matt Briscoe. I mean, yeah, they, they, the they tributes tri- just poured in from all corners of the business. Yeah, we had Triple H, uh, Tony Khan. We had uh, you know NXT on TV. They acknowledged him. He got the he got the WWE graphic, having never wrestled there, which is a pretty impressive feat to get. And you know, sure. I mean, I think the thing. I mean, I'm, I was kind of torn on whether I should bring this up. But I think I should just because I think it's worthwhile. The thing is, I know that there's obviously the kind of cloud over the Briscoes for the sort of homophobia that people have talked about in the past. And the thing to me that was nice about the, the outpouring that people had on social media is there's so many people who were praising them, who are people who I think are good people. Effie, for example, uh, Sami Zayn, you know, pe- Kevin Owens, people who are definitely not homophobic people. And it's one of those things where, you know, they said some stupid stuff 10 years ago or over 10 years ago, and by all accounts, they apologised for it. They, you know, tried to, you know, better themselves and stuff. And But, you know, sometimes that's not enough for some people. And, I mean, obviously, I'm gay, so I can kind of just speak for my thing. As long as someone, you know, understands that maybe the stuff they've said in the past wasn't okay, then that's kind of enough for me. As long as they've acknowledged that, I really feel you need to, you know, beat a dead horse with it especially if they've kind of grown since then. And, I mean, you and I, Finn, probably if we were, you know, gunned to the head and had to 
forgo all of our confidentiality for a moment. You know, there's loads of wrestlers who are very beloved who've said probably stuff that the Briscoe said are far worse and have never um, apologised or tried to better themselves or move on or whatever. So it's, yeah, it's one of those things where I think that, you know, by seeing all this outpouring of support, that kind of tells you, that tells you what kind of guy Jay Briscoe was. Um, And it doesn't really fit with the narrative of what a sort of small portion of people um, are choosing to remember when really you have to kind of, if somebody says something dumb, then you have to kind of, the context needs to be there of what they did afterwards. And for years, there's been sort of people around them and people who know them kind of saying they've apologized, they've yeah. tried to better themselves. So yeah. To me, that's enough. And I think that, you know, at this point, um, I think it's important to bring that up because before, you know, earlier this year and stuff, when they were having their seas with, with, with FTR, you would still sort of hear it come up sometimes. And I'm kind of like, you know exactly. what? And, a, and it was a problem as well, wasn't it, for um, for Time Warner? Because yeah, yeah. they, were, they were never allowed to appear on AEW programming. Which, you know, I mean, if you look, you know, let, let's be honest, you know, the hypocrisy there from Warner Warner Media, you know, they were, they're more than happy to pimp out Mike Tyson at the opportunity, who, you know, has, has, has been arrested for rape and has made jokes about it at the Hall of Fame and stuff, you know, that it's it's one of those things where the Briscoes thing just kind of feels very bizarre that they've that, that was the stance they took. Um to to just not let them be on the show. But um Yeah. I mean they were never I mean the thing I remember the tweet but was it Jay because I remember covering it in Power Slam at the time and Ring of Honor, you know, was a big backlash. I think it was Jay who actually put the tweet out. I think that's right, Kenny. I think Yeah, I'm so. gonna look it up now. I think so. And, um, I believe that Ring of Honor, I think they either suspended him or he's working without pay for a few shows. And I know afterwards, Jay definitely realized that he shouldn't have put that tweet out there if it was Jay. Um, and he did apologize for it. And it was something that I think was probably a turning point for him in his life. And he realized how hurtful those comments were or that comment was. Um, he, so yeah, so um, here is what uh, it was about twenty eleven, maybe twenty twelve. Yeah, it, it, it was it was Jay, but he. So this is from earlier. This is from twenty twenty two. They were on they, the Briscoe brothers were on the 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 Battleground podcast, and they were asked about what they would say to fans who have followed them from their beginnings. And Jay apparently thanked the fans who know what the real Briscoes are about. And then he wanted to set the record straight about the common misconception that he and Mark are homophobes. He said he understands where that particular label came from. Uh, said, you know, I put out a stupid tweet nine years ago and he said it was the the most dumbest, immature, obnoxious shit I've ever done. And he stressed that he loves every one of their fans, you know, no matter what orientation they are, and he wants to give them the best show he can. And he made a point on that podcast as well, formally apologising again for the remarks and saying that he understands that there are people who look at us like we can't cheer for them because they hate a certain group of people. Um, but he, uh, you know, he, he wanted to kind of confirm again that that, 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 that was, that that was there. Yeah, so, I mean, he wasn't running away from it. He was no. putting it out there and explaining what he did, explaining how foolish, idiotic, you know, an imbecile he was to actually make that comment on Twitter 
um, you know, rather than sort of ducking it or just, you know, skirting the issue, he was up front that he should not have put that out there. Um, and to me, it seemed like he realised I should not have done that. That was really hurtful. That was really unpleasant. That was all, whatever you want to call it, it was it was just something I should never have done. And I'm certainly never going to do it again. And I want to, to anyone who hasn't heard my apology, I am now issuing another apology just to confirm that I was a complete clown to make put that tweet out there. And I'm not going to do anything like that again. And, and, um, you know, we, we, you know, we, we, you know, we love everyone type thing. You know, we, you know, we, we don't discriminate against anyone. Discrimination is wrong, putting that out there. So, I mean, good for him for setting the record straight in that fashion and not trying to run or hide from it or skirt the issue or anything like that. And, you know, apparently Mark kind of <clears throat> reinforced on that podcast, kind of saying that, you know, at the time, they what I think is important is that they did actually talk about why they said it at the time, and they said that at the time they thought they were taking a stand for 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 the Lord or for God or whatever, but right. they've learned and understood that that's not that that's not what taking a stand for God is by doing that. I think that's like quite refreshing that they kind of explain why it was in their thought process, you know, they've they've learned, they've grown from it. But the fact that we're it's nine years later and they're still having to apologize constantly about it is is frustrating because I think that you just need, you know, it's like the Hulk Hogan thing, for example. The reason Hulk Hogan is nowhere near the star that he was and never will be. I mean, he's on Raw 30 next week and they're they're not advertising him. Says it all, doesn't it? Says it all. But with Hogan it's like Hogan never apologized. He he I, I'm sure from at the time that he did a he did a private apology backstage where he basically said he was sorry he got caught, yes. rather than saying sorry for what he did. So it, it's it was very different, wasn't it? The whole Hogan thing. Yeah. He's never really addressed it, frankly. He's never come out and said, you know, I sh- I really deeply regret the hurt that I caused with those statements that were made on that. Because it was on the video, wasn't it, that was leaked out? Yes, that yes. was how he was found out. So he, I, I think he kind of feels like, you know, a victim as well because that was on a video that went public, and you know, it was comments that he made, but he's never really apologized. Not properly. Not I'm aware of. He's never properly apologized for what he said, and I think if he had done. I think people would be more inclined to forgive him. Um, and if that apology came across as sincere, and I think that was what was striking about what Jay and Mark, when they discussed this publicly, the apology came across as sincere. To me, it did anyway. Yeah, and it's, and it's been a, a, an apology they've had to do over years and years and years. And I'm I'm only speaking for me, but the thing that bothers me sometimes as a gay person is that, some so to me the things that are really concerning are you know the lack of trans rights they that to me is really concerning and something that people should be focusing on or like if people are being you know harmed for being gay or being trans or whatever that to me is where the anger and the the work should be going into not to a guy who said one thing nine years ago he's apologized for over and over and over again but that's just dumb to continue to you know, because I, I guarantee you, anybody who is, who even to this day is, is sort of bringing this up at the Briscoes, 
we could go through everybody's history and people have said dumb things. It might not be homophobic, it might not be racist, whatever. But like you learn as you get older that some things that you might have said when you were younger, you shouldn't say anymore. And you kind of figure it out as you go. Um, but yeah, so, and then, I mean, we should bring up just, um, you know, because FTR, FTR and the Briscoes had the great series of matches in 2022. And that's going to kind of be the last memory of the Briscoes as a tag team. Um, but it's come out in the last 24 hours that Tony Khan really wanted to do uh, a tribute episode of Dynamite to Jay Briscoe and Warner Brother Media uh, have refused. So instead, they've, they've recorded, I think they recorded it last night, actually, they're recording a Ring of Honor tribute show for Jay Briscoe and they're going to put it out for free on Honor Club. Um, you know, even if you don't pay for it, you, you've got it. And then it's also going to go out on YouTube. Um, are you surprised that Warner Brother Media have made that decision, or did they kind of did they kind of have to stick to the guns they had? By you know, you weren't going to put him on your TV when he was alive, so don't try and act like you're okay with it now that he's not here. Like, where do you kind of sit on their stance? Yeah, I mean, I I think they should have allowed AEW to screen it. Um, I mean, I don't see why they well. I guess I understand why they refuse to allow AEW to screen the tribute, but it seems it seems heavy-handed to me, given where we're at now and what has happened. Um, and I think that would be, you know, almost a way of them saying, you know, it'd be a gracious gesture if they were if AEW were allowed on its TV program to screen that tribute to him. Um, I think it would be sort of a way for um, the Briscoes fans and other people and everyone out there to realise that, you know, you know, it's like, I mean, the guy's, the guy's no longer around. He's passed away tragically in a car accident. And it's like, it's as if we need to continue to punish this guy for what he said, whatever it was, nine, ten years ago. I just feel it was... Yeah, I just felt really heavy-handed and sort of lacked sympathy, really. Lacked empathy. It's like, you know, I think there's a time, you know, there's a time to be tough and there's a time to have a zero-tolerance policy. And, I, you know, I understand why they didn't want him on the TV show. I think really by that point, you know, certainly remember when they were announcing the dog double dog collar match for the final yes. battle. It uh-huh. was just announced from out of nowhere, wasn't it? On- yeah, the Gun Club had to do the announcement to kind of yeah. find a way to do it on AEW TV without involving the Briscoes. Exactly. So they weren't even allowed to send in a video. There's no like, in, you know, they could have Briscoes could have been allowed to send in a video issuing the challenge that FTR then accepted, but they weren't even allowed to do that. So another act had to issue the challenge, which, when you think about it, is you know, it does it does seem extreme. But I mean, that was the channel's position on the Briscoes when both were still with us. Now one of them has gone. And I just feel like it would have been a nice way for them to say, yeah, I mean, let's pay tribute to this guy. He's died tragically. Let's allow this to run. And it was almost be like a, to communicate the message that he's been forgiven. I, you know, I, I'm just going to say it one more time from my end. I think it's really poor taste that they will put the red carpet out for Mike Tyson at all times. You know, when he has 
Mike, Mike Tyson has not in any way, as far as I'm aware, looked apologetic for for the past stuff that he's done, really. Like he's he's moved on from it and you know, the guy's entitled to make his living and do all of this, do do everything. But he's not someone I guess my point is that Jay Briscoe did everything he could to constantly apologize for a, a tweet that he made. Yeah, yeah. To, I mean, he ago. did seek to atone, didn't he? Yeah, what this is not done. And it was one tweet, which he shouldn't have put out there. And he has acknowledged that and he's admitted that and he's apologized for it. And it's like, you know, how much longer was he going to be punished? He's even been punished in death. I mean, it's outrageous, really, when you think about it. You know, fair play to Tony Khan for, for trying to get you know to get a tribute show for him on Dynamite, I, I think that's a you know a classy move, um, and you know they're going to go ahead and do it for Ring of Honor, so that obviously that's going to be really good as well. And you know there's so many nice. And it's funny because the you know one of one of our biggest supporters on Twitter is the On This Day. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Twitter account and... Uh... He had tweeted us uh, yesterday about when we'd recorded what's going down, talking about how sometimes the you know social media can be a bit of a pile on or whatever. And sure. um, it was quite nice to see that you know everybody. I mean, I didn't see, I I I couldn't. I I almost saw so many wrestlers saying nice things about them that I couldn't keep up with them. There were so many yeah. of them. Um, I mean, know. it was really heartwarming, wasn't it? Uh, and and I yeah, I also read. That tweet from our friends on Twitter, and um, and yeah, it was it was one of those sort of days, wasn't it, where everyone took a break and everyone was on the same side, everyone was on the same team, and everyone was just writing nice things about someone, and um, yeah, it was it was really touching just to see the wrestling community come together in that fashion, and you know, it's it's a shame that it took such tragic circumstances for that to happen. I think that should happen more often. Where people are really nice to each other online, um, you know, it shouldn't take a terrible situation like what did happen this week for, you know, people to to be pleasant more often, Kenny. In my opinion, so you know, um, so yeah, obviously, you know, I, I know that Jay Briscoe's wife, um, had, uh, Ashley, had put out a tweet saying that Gracie, one of their daughters, is going in to have surgery on her back and. You know, uh, they believe in prayer, so you know, prayers go to them, and hopefully that, uh, hopefully you know, Gracie comes out of it, and it's it's a full recovery for her. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, really, really sad, really horrible. I mean, you know, really sad, I, yeah, absolutely, I, yeah, just just absolutely terrible. But and and but I mean, those, you know, the tributes online were, I mean, really just 
just really heartwarming and just made you feel really proud of your business, of the people in wrestling, mm-hmm. that they would come together from all corners of of the industry, um, you know, just to um, kind of support each other in this very difficult time. I mean, I didn't know Jay Briscoe, but obviously loads of people did, and that must have been absolutely devastating for them, for those people to to know that their friend or, you know, former colleague and former, former you know, brother of the road had died. So suddenly, at, you know, at such a young age, I mean, just terrible, Kenny. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, next next week I turn thirty eight, and it's kind of it's it's sort of harrowing to, to hear, you know, to but it's a reminder, you know, you, you can't really take in for granted. You, you never can't. know. Yeah, you absolutely can't, and you've got to, and you've got to make the best of what you have, and make the best of every day, really, you know, and celebrate the fact that you're you're around and. Um, and that there are lots of good things in this world. And, um, you know, try and think about those instead of all the doom and gloom, as I often say on this podcast. <laughs> uh, well, listen, let's move on to... Uh, there's not really a good way for me to transition out of that because that's, that's obviously really sad. But um, we like the wrestling gossip and the drama. That's one of the things we really like. Um, so I did want to bring up... Uh, Nick Tan was on the Bill Simmons podcast and he was defending Vince McMahon's return to WWE. He uh, uh, she, he he applauds Vince. What was it? Let me get the line here. Um, he said, uh, I think the way that he played it to me was smart in the way that he went away for five, six months, which people, meaning the audience, seems to like when somebody does that. And he came back and took control of his company as a controlling shareholder. So it's the public's company. It's a publicly traded company, but that controlling share gave him a lot of authority, and he used it, and I applaud him for doing so. To me, WWE is Vince. Vince is WWE, and we're going to do the best we can to keep building the company. And um, he said, uh, anyone who knows him, anyone who believed that his retirement was permanent doesn't know him. That was never going to happen. I'm appreciative of the fact he gave it five, six months to let the dust settle a bit, and then coming back in the way that he's come back. I mean, Nick Tan is a, Nick Tan is a shark, isn't he? I mean, he, you know, you want you if 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 you if you're going to battle, you know, Nick Tan's who you want because he is willing to just change like the wind, and he'll say what he needs to say. I mean, company man, company um, man, Kenny, he'll say what the right thing for the company on that particular hour of that particular day. <laughs> and uh, you know, had you asked him two months ago about Vince's retirement, I'm sure he would have said something very different to what he said on the Bill Simmons podcast. And he went on Vince sit- is back on the board and running, and you know, he's chairman, executive chairman. You know, I mean, Nick's kind of got to say these things. He he can he could not say anything other than that. He, he also he also said in the interview. Let me shoot a couple other bits out that he said. <clears throat> so he said, um, from the inside, it's not that insane to me that he came back. My thought has always been: there's only one boss at WWE, and it ain't me. It was always my point of view, always Stephanie's point of view, that he would at some point come back. I think the way he played it to me was smart. Um, and then he goes on and says, "I think the succession plan in his mind is the one he put in place when he stepped down, which was Paul runs creative." And then Stephanie and, Stephanie and I co-run or help to run the company, if you will, with Steph as chairwoman. So to me, I never got a sense of any sort of bitterness or anything like that. He seemed for the first month of the hiatus thrilled. 
I think by month five, he was getting ready to return. Um, but he also ended up, because uh, I think at one point he said he ended up kind of talking about the, he was he was asked about the Rita Chatterton lawsuit, um, the re- female referee from 1986. And yeah. he he referred what was the way he referred to it let me find the, the quote here because i'm like surprised a... he even he even said to me he that should have been a no comment because how can you really pass comment on that i don't see how you can well here's so here's what he said because um he gave his thoughts about um the allegations and uh so he said um Where's the bet that he says? I remember that one first came out in the yeah. you know sex and steroid scandals of ninety one, ninety two. That was when I first heard the Rita Chatterton thing. So, um, oh yeah, I mean, so that's... he does. So he said um, about about the this. I think I think the way Bill Simmons had presented it was, uh, you know, how do you feel about that? And he and Nick Can said because he had mentioned you know Rita Chatterton specifically. And Nick Khan said, I think everyone's just plowing ahead because in all of these businesses, there's never a clear, clean path. There's always some encumbrance, something in the way, some hurdle in the way that you have to get around or get through. So I see it like that. Uh, so I see that like I would any other item like it. I mean, that is, I mean, that is. That's pretty, co- that's pretty cold, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, a woman, who's decla- a woman who's said that she was sexually assaulted by Vince McMahon is being called an encumbrance. I mean, to me, it's a no comment because I don't want to discuss, I don't want to talk about that because I'm aware of the allegation. I, I was first heard it, as I said, over 30, year, 30 years ago when the um, the sex scandals, when that story broke. Um, and obviously it's back in the news again. But I mean, I can't comment on what happened or what didn't happen or anything of that nature, because it's not my place to. And I'm really surprised that Nick can put it in those terms. To me, that should have been no comment. So let me take this is the one other thing. Last thing that the Nick can I'll bring up, but he also said, so he was talking about the allegations and talking about how modern day rules shouldn't apply to the past. So he said, they know the company and they're insiders. There's a shorthand with them. So, so he's talking about also talking about uh, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson coming back. Yeah, and, and also the allegations. So he says about George and Michelle, they know the company and they're insiders. There's a shorthand with them. So I think as uh, he engages in this, you know, potential transaction to have folks there that know the company that know, hey, maybe certain things that happened in the past shouldn't have happened. Or in a modern day point of reference culture, which I always try to look at these things from that. Hey, certain things that were acceptable years ago aren't acceptable now. I think over time you can evolve with these things and the modern day rules should apply to modern day. I don't think it should apply to the past. Right, okay. So, I mean, it's, it's a, so he's, he's making these comments which just to me feel you'd never hear Stephanie make those kind of comments, ever. You know, Stephanie would no comment something or she would, if she was going to say something, she wouldn't. I just couldn't imagine her saying something that cold. Yeah, it comes across really corporate and it's like everything is, there's no emotion attached to it. It's as if everything is like an inanimate object. It's like we're talking about a shelving unit here, isn't it? It's like, you you know what I mean? It's just like, well, if it's something 
you know, that's involving a human being and involves emotions, you've got to talk about it and treat it differently, you know, to, to you know, a plasterboard wall or a door handle or whatever. I and mean, it's just, it's like everything's just a business deal to him. Like everything, but then, but then, I mean, dollars and cents and profit and loss. It's like he treats everything like that, isn't it? Like there's no emotion yeah. attached to it, which is, very strange. And, and look, I, I obviously we do not agree with what he's saying in any way. But what I what I do think you could you could argue is clever is he knows Vince is going to see this interview or quotes in this interview, and he's putting his is is you know he's putting himself firmly in Vince's camp by sort of saying all this stuff because that's what Vince is going to want to hear. Exactly, and the thing is, right? I mean, you know. Nick can, right, look at the position that he's in. He can hardly go out there publicly and condemn Vince McMahon's return to the board because if he's so against it, he should resign. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. You either support it or you go, you quit, you walk today. You walk at the moment that it's clear that he's coming back. So he has to, as a company guy, as I was saying earlier, he's a company guy, he'll say whatever benefits the company or whatever he believes will benefit the company at that chosen time of day on that that particular (laughs) day. Because as we saw last week, things changed so rapidly that um, it was hard to really keep up with what was going on or where it was all going. And obviously it's calmed down since last week, thankfully. And I don't think a whole lot is going to happen now until after these media rights negotiations are completed uh, for reasons that we've already covered on uh, podcasts, uh, I think, this week and last week as well. Um, but, yeah, Nick's, I mean, he's he's corporate through and through. I mean, he's, he's a company guy and he's going to, speaking typically in corporate speak, and he's going to say things that he feels will benefit the company. I think sometimes he probably should say less than he does and just go with no comment and just stick to business and not talk about other things where it, mm-hmm. his uh, responses come across as, you know, cold and and not really viewing things as he as he should, in my opinion. You know, it's like there's 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 a time and a place for corporate speak. And that's when you're talking about business, when you're talking about people well, that's different, and I think you need to talk about them as if they are people and not inanimate objects. Well, listen. Um, obviously, it would be great if the if the the topic to follow up after the on the really sad Jay Briscoe news was not Nick Can talking about this stuff. But I hope you guys can appreciate that. Obviously, we've tried to you know handle each subject completely separately and with a bit of delicacy rather than some of the usual frivolity we might have with the uh, you know. Just trying to, you know, make make light of something. But um, yes. these two topics, there's not really anything to make light of. So no, no, um, you can't make light of of any of this. Obviously, so. we're gonna, you know, but we're gonna we're about to record the overrun, and that's just gonna be fun, everybody. And um, you you may notice if you are listening to the Power Slam or what's going down feed, um, we have joined a cast, which basically means that there will be a couple of ads in the version that you listen to on your regular feed your regular podcast feed so uh starting next week what's going down will also begin up on patreon ad free so that you can just download it on patreon you don't need to deal with any ads because you know if you're a patreon pledger you deserve that so it means that power slam and 
what's going down will both be available on there. And on what's going down, we'll be talking about AEW Dynamite, we'll be talking about SmackDown, and we'll be talking about Raw's 30th anniversary film. So lots for us to discuss. Yes, lots to talk about, yes. And, uh, you know, very telling, the Hogan thing. You know, very telling, just shows you where he is now. And did I read something this week, Kenny, about Hogan and Scientology? Or am I making that up? No, you're not making that up. You are not making that up. As far as... so. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I didn't really click on the story because I thought just seeing Hulk Hogan might be a Scientologist is 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 better than any detail. But essentially, let me just read the story here. So apparently it's because Tom Cruise and Hulk Hogan were spotted together at a football game. Right. Um, and he's also dating a Scientologist. And then he's been doing... Uh, He's been doing photo ops with other Scientologists at Scientology businesses in Scientology properties. Wow, there's a I lot mean, of evidence there that could lead one to that conclusion. Do you know what, though? I've never seen a religion and a person that look like they're more suited. You know, <laughs> a tax-dodging religion and a racist pro-wrestler. You know, you can't really... You can't really have a better match made in heaven. Um, or hell, whatever you want to describe. But um, yeah, we'll, so, mean, we'll, we'll, we'll be well, talking about it. It would be, because like Hogan, obviously, he's we know he's religious. He's talked about this openly for years and years and years. So it mm-hmm. would seem strange that he would, that he would deviate from the path that he's been on to another path. It does seem a bit odd, doesn't it? Yeah, well, because Scientology... I mean, I've I've watched a couple of documentaries on it, but they don't believe in God. They they have a different sort of mindset as to what they believe in. But yeah, I mean, Hulk Hogan is a Scientologist. Who had that in your your bingo card for twenty twenty three fans? Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I didn't because I mean Hogan had very you know overtly religious talked about his religion a lot, and I remember hearing an interview did actually. Um, could have been actually with Booker T. I think I wrote about him. What else is going down one time? And um, he was talking about his faith in that. So, I mean, this is something that I think is very dear to him. So it does surprise me, yeah, that he he would deviate from that path to another one. So maybe he hasn't. Maybe this is just the company he's keeping. Doesn't mean that Hogan's going in that direction. And I think, you know, to give Hogan you know, the benefit of the doubt here. And let's just, you know, let's just give Hogan, you know, br- cut, cut Hogan some slack here, Kenny, until he actually comes out and says it. Let's yeah. not assume that he is going in that direction. I look forward to it in a couple of months, people. Like, well, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. That's <laughs> it. Look, you know, look at where that got me. The set about <laughs> as far as it did with Mustafa Ali. <laughs> we'll see Hulk Hogan on stage with David Miscavige doing poses together. Okay. Anyway. anyway. Um, yeah, so listen, uh, Patreon is the best way to directly support us and to listen to the podcast ad-free and get lots of bonus content stuff coming up every day. So we do hope you'll give that a try at patreon.com forward slash inside the ropes. So thank you for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.